Hey, York Alliance Church, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Monday, February 26th. I'm your host, Pastor Mike, and uh, it's great to be with you on this sunny morning, uh, talking about what God is doing uh, here locally and across the world. Uh, uh, in his mission to reach people with the good news about Jesus. And I uh, have a special guest here today, uh, Nathan Conklin's with us. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. And he is going to be uh, speaking uh, a little bit about some ministry that he's uh, connected to, that he's leading. Uh, some of you may know that yesterday we had our short-term mission trip info meeting at York Alliance uh, after the second worship gathering. And uh, there were a lot of people there just asking questions about trips, uh, about uh, some of the ways that we're engaging, why we do trips, uh, the purpose behind them, uh, asking more questions about some of those trips. And uh, one of the trips we have uh, promoted is a trip going to Taiwan and partnering with Nathan and Laura in some of the work that they're doing. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the show and just uh, let him share a little. Uh, I could ask him a couple questions about uh, the ministry that they're starting up and uh, give all of you listeners an opportunity to hear uh, his heart in that. So so we're going to start this way, Nathan. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, your ministry history, uh, to give us a perspective on, on yourself. Yeah, happy to. Uh, so I grew up in Spring Grove. Um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Uh, so my dad's the pastor of Spring Grove Alliance. So it's been really cool to hear about this collaboration between York and Spring Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I grew up in Spring Grove, um, was a part of the Spring Grove Church. And being a CMA church, missions is a huge part of what we were doing. And then yeah. with my grandparents feeling called to ministry and my parents as well, um, that kind of call to look abroad and to care for people around the world was always a big part of our family. Um, So I think I was age 12 or 13 that we had missionaries um, uh, from Turkey who were sharing at our church and they, you know, gave the almost cliche verse, you know, the harvest is plentiful, the workers Mm -hmm. view, Mm -hmm. but it really hit. And I was like, okay, God, I feel like you're doing something pretty wild here. And so I want to see where, where you take me. Um, So being, 12 or 13, didn't really know what that meant or Mm -hmm. what the application of that calling was, but eventually went to Messiah College up in Mechanicsburg, studied international business because the world of business is mission. That was what was really interesting to me and using um, maybe unconventional ways to meet people and get into creative access uh, locations, things like that. So business as mission was what I pursued in college. And then right after uh, graduating from Messiah, I moved to Taipei, Taiwan. So I was with the Envision site there for two years as a resident uh, and then went on full-time mm-hmm. staff. Um, so I was in Taiwan for six years. We had a business's mission coffee shop and church plant that I was a part of. Um, we hosted teams and interns. So th- And I was teaching English as well. So I just got to try a lot of different things while I was over in Taiwan. And then also while I was over there, I met my wife, Laura. Mm-hmm. She was also an intern through Envision. Um it's a long COVID crazy story that I won't get into this morning, um, but eventually ended up getting married. And soon after getting married, we were asked if we would consider moving to Indonesia. So we moved to Indonesia in April 2022. Um, we were there for about two years mm-hmm. uh, and really felt like God was doing something new and unexpected. Um, and it feels like we've had a lot of unexpected <laughs> over the last four years. And so we weren't really looking forward to more unexpected, but we're really curious to see what God was doing. 
Um, and it happened to be that we were stopping in Taiwan on our way back to the States for our home assignment here. Um, we arrived back here in September of 2023. So we've been here about six months. Um, and But before we got here, we stopped in Taiwan and we went down to see some friends in southern Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the co-workers there, she is Indonesian, sent mm-hmm. by the Indonesian Alliance Church, mm-hmm. the very first missionary from the Indonesian Alliance Church, oh, cool. sent to Taiwan to work with migrant workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going down just to say hi. But she was... We were talking in Indonesian because we'd done language school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was walking mm-hmm. around town with us, introducing us to other migrant workers mm-hmm. there. A lot of the men will work in factories. Women will work as domestic home uh, care workers. Um, and we were just, we were meeting people. Um, there was one woman we met, Fitri. She was from Indonesia in southern Taiwan. Had been there six months and said she still couldn't get a full night of rest. Wow. And when we asked, like, why and she said because the room i was given didn't have a door Uh, and so just the the feeling like someone's going to walk in on her or not feeling like she had any privacy and they're basically working 24 7 so Mm. like that rest that she gets is so important uh and then we met somebody else who was there illegally because of uh, like abuse that she had experienced she ran away from her employer like just all these really terrible stories that we were hearing but we were hearing in Taiwan, which was a place where we kind of consider home yeah. um, and in a language that we had just learned while in Indonesia. So it just felt like a lot of pieces were coming together in ways that we never could have orchestrated. Uh, and so we get back to the States and we start asking God, like, what are you doing? Like, what doors are you opening? What doors are you closing? Because it's just confusing when you're in the midst of it, like yeah. just trying to figure out, OK, God, what are you doing? Yeah. What side of the world are we supposed to live on? <laughs> um and it just felt like God was really opening up the door for us to pursue this. Yeah. So we started a nonprofit called Jiwa International. Mm-hmm. Jiwa is the Indonesian word for soul. Okay. Um, so um, our uh, focus is to care for the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of migrant workers around the world um, with a focus right now on uh, migrant workers from Indonesia in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited to be able to go back. We're going to be launching in May. Uh, so just about two and a half months yeah, from here. Yeah. Um, so between now and then, um, we're speaking at churches, kind of sharing the vision of what we're doing um, and why. Um, because like Fitri was one example of what we were looking uh, to care for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we're also doing some research mm-hmm. and saw one third of migrant workers in Taiwan experience some sort of uh, physical or verbal abuse. Yeah. One third. And we're like, there's so much that you go through moving to a different country. Yeah. Like we've experienced that, like moving across the world, mm-hmm. having to remake community and all that stuff. And we were doing that in the best of environment with yeah. friends who were there to like catch us and mm-hmm. uh, employers who were going to respect the contract that we signed. And we could all, we could always afford to jump back on the plane and go home if we had to. But these migrant workers go into debt in order mm-hmm. to get overseas. And then, they experience uh, contract substitution is what it's called. And so they sign one in their home country, show up in country, and their employer basically rips it up and said, this is actually what you're going to be doing, and this is actually what you're going to get paid. And so our hearts just broke and feeling like, how can we leverage the experiences and gifts that God has given us um, to be able to provide physical care, um, being able to just provide a door for yeah. V3, just yeah. being able to build a door I'm not very handy, but, you know, I think I can figure out how to hang a door on a door frame. Uh, And then also the emotional needs, like helping them debrief some of the things that they've experienced, uh, learn how to handle culture shock and even learn some language 
Um, and then, of course, their spiritual needs, because in those environments, you're so hopeless and so lonely. And so how can we demonstrate that the hope of Jesus Christ is what will bring uh, freedom, not this job, not this new experience, but Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Um, and because Indonesian uh, people from Indonesia are 87 percent Muslim mm -hmm. um, and our time in Indonesia was great, but we saw the challenge of meeting Muslims yeah. and we saw the challenge of the different religious groups and assumptions and prejudices that are really hard to break through when you're in the predominant culture. Mm -hmm. But whenever we're in Taiwan, it's not predominantly Christian. It's not predominantly Muslim. And so there's a chance to build those relationships on trust yeah. without all the assumptions because we're all looking for community. We're all mm -hmm. human. We're all trying to find people who love us and care for us. And so if we can do that, we're able to demonstrate that the love that we're showing is not just our love, but it's yeah. love from God. Yeah. Wow. Really cool. Really cool. Great vision too. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. Uh, so one of the things we talked about yesterday at our meeting was the opportunity to partner with you in this endeavor and to kind of come along and help you maybe create that space. So maybe give us an overview uh, of um, what you're looking for this team to do, uh, the vision of uh, how we can partner with you in that. Uh, yeah, maybe just give us a picture of that. Yeah, happy to. Um, whenever I moved abroad for the first time, um, food was something that was just scary. I, we call it like <laughs> just like menu roulette. You just look at it and hopefully there's pictures and you just pick one and you don't know what you're getting. Um, and so it's just natural to find restaurants in your area that serve, you know, a taste of home. Yeah. Um, so like we would find the best taco place in Taipei. Yeah. There weren't a ton of options, but we found the best taco option um, just as a taste of home. And so um, although we're not Indonesian, um, being in Indonesia has given us a, a taste, literally and figuratively, mm -hmm. of Indonesian culture and food and drinks and things like that. So one of our uh, big ideas is to open up a cafe down there um, that will serve like traditional food and drink, but also some select dishes that are from Indonesia uh, and drinks as well. Um, from Indonesia and being able to hire some local Indonesians um, to work at this cafe to make those food and drink uh, things. Yeah. And then that cafe, the menu will attract people, but also will be a community space yeah. um, where people can come in, um, being able to um, know that the place they're walking into is halal. The menu isn't going to be against their beliefs. And so in Taiwan, it's really hard to find something that's not pork <laughs> or a pork mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. And so just being able to create that dietary safe space and then like a community um, will be a place where we can build uh, friendships and relationships that is really going to be that foundation of trust mm -hmm. upon which what we can dive into those spiritual conversations. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I'm not super handy. <laughs> I'm not real great. If you want me to write a business plan, I'm here for you. But if you want me to do anything with a hammer and screws and nails, uh, not my um, expertise. So um, we're looking at finding a space that we can renovate um, and be able to build out that cafe. Um, so the, this team idea is being able to come out to Taiwan and help us build out that space. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the, the shell of the building is going to be there ready for us to use, mm -hmm. um, but being able to uh, 
because pretty much everything's tile, being able to lay some nicer flooring, mm-hmm. um, being able to set up the coffee bar and run some water lines so that we have everything we need and setting up the kitchen and painting and all those things that um, if it's just Laura and I, it's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. And if we're having to hire someone, it's going to take a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but being able to have this partnership between York and us over in Taiwan, being able to work as the body of Christ um, to build the safe space for vulnerable people around the world. Yeah. Um, but it's not just a work trip. It's not just a, you know, transactional labor and then you head back. <laughs> um, but it's an opportunity also to interact with these migrant workers cool. and showing that we love you too. Even yeah. though we don't speak your language or don't understand mm-hmm. all that you're experiencing, like we have come from the States to demonstrate the love of Christ. Yeah. And so we're going to be going to the local church. Um, we'll be able to have some events together because regardless of your culture, regardless of your language, everyone loves an event with food and games and activities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. music. And so being able to do things like that together, again, to meet the physical needs of people, being to demonstrate care and love to meet those emotional needs, and then also just to create that foundation um, to really build on meeting those spiritual needs that we all have. Yeah. yeah, very cool. And I think you and I talked about sometime in maybe October or November. Yeah, October, November is, that gives us time to find a location, see where we want to set up our cafe. And also, you really don't want to come out in July and August because it is... <laughs> killer hot and you don't want to be painting or working whenever it's that hot um pretty much all construction shuts down for the summer in taiwan even professionals so um we're not we're not trying to kill you (laughs) (laughs) wow so yeah a little plug for uh a a team we're trying to pull together so if you're interested in that um feel free to contact me uh mcarley at yorkalliance.org you can reach out to me call the church uh, shoot me an email um, if you have any questions. Uh, I can help you uh, answer those questions. But uh, lastly, let's just close this way, Nathan. So you guys said you're going to be there uh, in May. So so tell us when you're leaving and give us a couple ways that we can pray. Yeah, so we uh, head out from Pennsylvania in the middle of April, April 18th. Uh, so my wife is from California, so we'll be spending some time with her family before we head out. Um, but then we're going to arrive in Taiwan the, the beginning of May. Um, and so the next two months is a lot of transition. Um, it feels like we've been on a very long <laughs> season of transition. Mm-hmm. So just prayers for um, what that looks like. It's been really great being near family and friends and then having to say goodbye again um, is a whole thing. Um, and then we're excited to go back to Taiwan, but it's a whole new place. It's uh, very different than the big city. It's like going from, it's like the difference between New York city and York city. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's going to be a lot of differences that we're going to have to learn and experience and, um, doing all that. So just prayers for, um, that transition and then also funding, um, starting the new nonprofit. There is a lot of um, funding things that we're trying to figure out and working on IRS determination letters to be a 501c3, all the nitty gritty pizzas of nonprofit world. Um, But one way you can do that is we're having a fundraising dinner Mm -hmm. and uh, a chance just to hear more about our vision and meet us in person. And if you know us, say goodbye before we head out. So the one that's closest is in Dillsburg. That's March 10th. Uh, That's at 4.30. We have another one in Lewisburg if that doesn't work for you on the 17th, same time at 4.30. So if you want more information, you can go to our website, gwainternational.org slash events, and you can find more information about that. 
Um, we'll have a meal. We'll have activities. Again, we'll be sharing more about our vision, what we're looking to do when we get over there. Um, so we'll be working on those kind of things. We'll be praying that those events would go well. It's coming up in two weeks, so some details that we need to pull together and things like that. But, yeah, I, I think the big thing is God would be preparing our hearts for this move and then also preparing the hearts of those that we're going to be meeting um, and that God would just continue to orchestrate things the way that only he can because we've gotten to this place in totally unexpected ways and it's uh intimidating to see the future and feel like okay like how am i going to make this work and it's like no like god is paving the way and we need to trust him for the rest of the way Mm -hmm. um and sometimes that's easier than others (laughs) Um, but just praying that god would continue to do that yeah Really cool. Nathan, thank you so much for being here and sharing your heart. That's really exciting to hear. Um, Yeah. So as we go, just want to encourage uh, listeners, uh, if you have any questions, uh, again, there's a website that Nathan pointed out. You can uh, check that out or you can give me a call, uh, shoot me an email about any of the trips that we have. And uh, yeah, just grateful for all the work that uh, God is doing through you guys. So I hope you enjoy the day, York Alliance, anyone else that's listening, and may the grace and peace of Jesus Christ be with you today. Peace.